Welcome to the Getting Grit Podcast. I am Brad Pohl, your host, and I am looking forward to sharing with you today a story of sinners and saints. It is November, and this is the end of the harvest season, and we're getting ready right now for winter. Snows are beginning to fall. Thanksgiving is about ready to come. The Advent season follows. It is time to prepare. Just prior to the beginning of Advent, we celebrate something called Thanksgiving. There's a lot about 2020 that's been difficult to be thankful for. I'm sure many of you would agree on that, but still in all, Thanksgiving is coming. We can all think of the manifestation of the infection, the hibernation, and the election, losing tasks to wearing masks to where things grow to where they don't grow. We move from going out to simply picking up. We discover that viruses don't build, they don't manufacture, they don't keep schedules on time, or they don't stop poorly planned projects. However, they do cause stupid decisions. They can be blamed for almost any lack of judgment and personal weight gain. COVID-19 statistics show that 90% of males cannot find 50% of their neckties and 50% of females cannot find 90% of their bras. Razor blades have lasted longer and there's less underwear in the American laundry. Words and phrases have been redefined in Webster's as well, like the word casual, which is now a substitute for the word commando. And phrases like sexual preference is now a choice that cannot be made personally, or at least on the Hawaiian continent anyway. We are finding out that dead people can still vote, and in some cases, this happens multiple times. But we, like the rest of the world, have not faced a pandemic of this magnitude in over a century. And we in this country are not really geared for having our space or our lifestyles infringed upon. Our success as a nation has possibly transformed our shells into a softer, softer texture than they were 50 or 100 years ago. In 2017, Richard V. Reeves wrote an essay in the Brookings Magazine about the Washington Metropolitan Area Transit Authority. They launched an ad campaign asking for something, and that something was the word respect, like Aretha Franklin song, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. In each of the ads, a photo of a bus driver and a personal plea was made. And the plea was this, I hope you'll see all the things I am and respect me like I respect you. The ads were a reaction to a sharp increase in the number of drivers subjected to verbal and physical abuse. Drivers were punched, sped on, and screamed at. And in one case, a woman threw a cup of her own urine collected during the journey at the driver. I mean, that'll piss you off. Respect has more importance in everyday life as children are taught to respect our parents, teachers and elders, school rules and the police, family and tradition, other people's feelings and rights, our country's flag and leaders, the truth, and other people's differing opinions. We may also come to believe that at some level, all people are worthy of respect if we stay on this virtuous path. We may learn that jobs and relationships become unbearable if we, if we receive no respect in them. Calls to respect this or that are decreasingly part of the public life. We think it's the other way around, but decreasingly. Now, if we violate the street law, dis me and you die has become a norm. Respect for human life 
has also deteriorated greatly too, since Roe Wade became part of the social landscape. Learning to respect the things that deserve to be respected and that we should respect independently of considerations of how our lives go is just not the cultural way. We have become selfish. The greatest Briton ever, Sir Winston Churchill, once said, a nation that forgets its history has no future. We have come far in some things within our culture and others we have not come far enough. But our journey cannot be achieved by tearing down our history. Being reminded of our history is a must to help us navigate. Thomas Jefferson said the price of freedom is eternal vigilance. Throwing out our Constitution and choosing the chains of slavery that socialism brings must be avoided. Churchill said you cannot reason with a tiger when your head is in its mouth. Don't be fooled by the storyline in the news. A picture may paint a thousand words, but some of the dearest, well-heeled, and most beautiful people have become the reason for the phrase, the wolf in sheep's clothing. Benjamin Franklin said this, Democracy is two wolves and a lamb voting on what to eat for lunch. Liberty is a well-armed lamb contesting the vote. Don't expect to tell people how they should see this or that or any part of our future. But the stories of our past and where we came from, they are the avatars of our future. The stories must be told. Then each ear, each heart, each soul must choose. But how will they know unless someone tells them? Yes, Thanksgiving is coming. And in spite of all the negative rhetoric and mass and isolation, whatever else, I'm thinking that the harvest is in, the snows are beginning to show up, family from distant places are going to gather together. It's that wonderful time of year. And we can begin to see the light at the end of the tunnel. The Advent season starts right after Thanksgiving. And it's there that we celebrate the light that came into the world. That light is the real king. He is Jesus Christ. Ain't it so? I hope you will come and see us at www.gritquest.com. I hope you'll consider making a donation to this ministry and help us keep this podcast and, and the work that we're doing alive. We thank you very much for that consideration. Also, take a look at our quests. Get involved. We'd love to have you out for one of the great adventures that we do. Blessings to you. This is Getting Grit signing off. Come and see us now at www.gritquest.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Hope to see you there soon.